So I said, until you learn the lesson, you'll continue to get hit with the same situations. So, Sydney, how are you feeling today? Oh, Morg, I am definitely a cayenne pepper today, Morg. Cayenne pepper, you feel a little spicy? A little spicy. I'm on the dole end. I'm a jalapeno. <laughs> really? Different? I'm, I'm, I'm on the dole end. Um, but it's something that I want to talk about today, um, which essentially relates to healing. Healing okay. from traumas. Mainly, I want to talk about healing before you get into relationships. Mm-hmm. Adding a little context for you on where I'm coming from and why I brought this up. So it's no secret. I was in a relationship for about four years. Um, and that relationship, I credit the relationship, not the person when I say this. So keep that in mind. But the relationship showed me and taught me a lot, good and bad, about myself. Um, and I am appreciative for that relationship because had I have not experienced certain things and had I have not been put into that situation, that relationship, mm-hmm. I would not be the person and the woman that I am today. However, me, it'll be two years now that I've been single, two years in October. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to say that you're ready to date, but it's another thing to actually be ready to date. And as of recently, the last few months, I've found an appreciation for being alone and understood the true meaning behind being alone. Mm -hmm. Like when I say that, I say not just being alone physically, like, oh, you're not with somebody, you're not sitting up around somebody, you're not dating somebody. But to truly be alone, meaning you are mentally, emotionally, spiritually only focused on guiding yourself. Like, you have no ties to anybody else. I've only felt that I've truly been alone as of recently. So, and it's interesting to look at where I was a year ago. And, you know, yeah, I was. I said I was ready to date. And I felt like, you know, I was meeting people and I was dating people. Obviously, nothing came about any of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll dive into that a little later. But me realizing how my dating life has been very unsuccessful Mm -hmm. caused me to reevaluate my internal life Mm. and see what it was about, what about myself was God trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. And he continued to place the same people just in different packaging Mm. in my path to show me essentially what he was trying to tell me about myself. Mm. So essentially my question to you is how, and I guess I don't necessarily know how to word this, but how do you heal from one relationship before one? How do you heal in general before you get into a relationship? I guess that's what I'm asking. <laughs> well, <laughs> Morg. <laughs> um, one, always thank you for your you know, transparency because... Girls got to be transparent. Yeah, there, there's power and transparency. Somebody got to do it. So I'm here for it. And then an, an acknowledging growth is not always the easiest thing because then you have to acknowledge your past, right? right. Some of the things that you may have accepted. Um, so cheers to that. Um, but I think, honestly, it's, I think, a misconception that healing isn't continual. Thanks. Um, I think that you never truly from my um, experience, reach a point where you're healed, Mm. period. You know what I'm saying? Because life is so uncertain. 
Um, I think one of the important things to think about or consider when you are um, trying to check your temperature, right, mm-hmm. and to see whether you're not whether or not you're ready to go back into the dating pool is if you are um, kind of forecasting some of the traumas that you experience in past relationships into new and existing experiences. I think that's um, one way to sort of tell whether or not you're healing mm-hmm. and if this is something that is getting in the way. Right. right. So I think like the idea that, you know, you can be healed enough mm-hmm. in point is like not a thing. I think it's continual. And then to um, just being careful about, the other person mm-hmm. um, in which you are looking today. I think that it's important to acknowledge that you have a, um, you have the front seat in your healing journey, right. but then also the people that you commune with also have, you know, responsibilities to that too. Right. Cause you touched on something that I was going to ask, because if you say that healing is continuous, then how do I know that I'm healed enough to be dating and I'm not just out here just breaking hearts <laughs> because I feel like, and this is something that I struggle with is because I don't know. I feel like when you come from something quote unquote air quotes, toxic mm-hmm. it's very hard to unlearn those to- toxicity, those toxic traits. And to, it's hard to do better. Like, you know what I mean? Because you've gotten so used to, yelling or arguing or whatever the dynamic was that you don't know how to do something that is healthy. Mm -hmm. So even now I still find myself maybe either in my thinking or maybe in my like things that come out of my mouth, I still find myself reverting to those old bad habits Mm -hmm. that it's essentially like, well, am I ready to date? Because Mm -hmm. while I'm not, I guess, well, I'm not doing anything that's so damaging to a relationship, but I'm still doing things that aren't healthy. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, am I ready today <laughs> or do I still need, do I need some more alone time? Like, what, what is this? Yeah, so interesting, um, interesting perspective. I think that, again, an uh, important thing, one, is to acknowledge that you are in this space, right? Mm-hmm. Um And when I say healing and growth is continual, meaning sometimes we could be removed from a situation and think that we've healed from it until we're back in it. Thanks. So it's not necessarily feeling like you can control yourself alone, Mm -hmm. but how can you control yourself when placed in those situations? right? Right. Are you quick to redirect? Are you quick to correct? Are you quick to apologize? Are you quick to assess? right? Right. Because we aren't perfect people, right? We're human. So if it's not, the arguing, maybe a relationship could expose something else that you didn't know you had error in, right? right. So I think that um, really acknowledging that growth in yourself, extending yourself grace because mm-hmm. it's a thing, and then also being careful about the people that you select in this journey, right? right. Because that will be something that is helpful to you. Right. So you can't, you wouldn't want to be with somebody who is also very argumentative and that's something that you're trying to heal from, right? You want to be with somebody who is more compassionate, consistent in the compassion, acknowledging that you're healing in that way. Right. And I think that that alone will help um, the healing journey and it help you also to see whether or not you're ready for this relationship. Cause it takes two, right? you know? And it's crazy because I was just talking about this with one of my friends and I was telling her like, 
again, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting. And I was telling her, you know, my time being, like, truly alone, like, not dating, not texting, nothing, just being by myself, it has showed me, obviously, things about myself, the good, the bad, the indifferent. And one of those things that it has shown me is that I am attracted to emotionally unavailable men. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's, a thing. It, it's been very Flesh like, out. and I really had to look at, you know, the people that I've dated, previous relationships, even the people that I have been attracted to, and they all were emotionally unavailable. Like they mm-hmm. either had so much baggage that they didn't deal with that mm-hmm. it, they then put it on me and it affected our dynamic or they didn't know how to communicate their feelings. Mm-hmm. It was just something about them that made them emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. And I realized that God was trying to show me something about myself. He was trying to show me something internally. Like, And it, it took for my one friend to say, you like projects. Mm. And I was like, what you mean? She was like, exactly what I said. You, <laughs> you like projects. You, you, like, you like the mystery of somebody like, you like a mystery. You like a secret. You like feeling like you can fix somebody. You like being Bob the Builder. Mm. And that's really what she said. And it was like, no, I don't. She was like, yes, you do. <laughs> I'm going to let you think on that because, mm-hmm. yes, you do. And in my time of reflecting on what she said, again, every single guy, literally, that I have talked to has been internally struggled with the same thing. they just been wrapped in a different packaging. One was silver, one was gold, one was rose. Like, they was just right. wrapped differently. So one interesting thing when you were saying that I was thinking about is, like, the idea of flaws. So I'm not really big on, like, people being necessarily flawed, right? Right. I think oftentimes the gifts and the things that we have that could seem like a flaw are just misplaced. Right? So what do you mean by flawed? So, like, something that you would consider... Not the best part of you. Gotcha. Right. So this idea that you having the desire to build somebody or fix somebody is a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's just the situation and the person that you're in relationship with that makes this thing seem like a flaw. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's a beautiful part of you. Like, you need that um, to be in a successful relationship and ultimately marriage. Like, you want to be with somebody who's nurturing. Right. Like, that's, you know, part of one of our gifts as a woman. So I think it's. A bigger emphasis, especially in a healing journey, to identify what relationships with the people that you're in that are contributing to this thing being a flaw, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just checking that. Like, I think we, I also, too, have the gift of nurture, right? So if I'm dating somebody who is emotionally unavailable because that's a thing, right, it's draining for me because I'm continuing to try to pour and fix and mm-hmm. solve. But that's also something about me that I love that I'm able to do. Right. And a gift that I have. So I think just acknowledging um, who you're in relationship with is important um, to that, that situation for sure. So what would be your ending note to our homegirls? If I had to sign off on this letter... I would say flaws aren't flaws is misplaced beauty. That's good. That's good. And we're going to drop the mic on that. 
Oh, y'all made it. Spicy chick. How y'all feeling after that episode? Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me at Miss Mo Marie. You can follow Sydney at Sydney Jazz Marie. Sydney with an I, not with a Y. And also follow our Letter to My Homegirls page on Instagram at L-T-M-H podcast. So follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our channel, turn on your post notifications. So when we drop this next season, (laughs) you already hip and continue to listen. And don't forget, go on Instagram, tell us in the comments, how you feeling? What's your spicy level after hearing this episode? But all right, thanks y'all and see you next time.